Welcome everyone to another episode of Elvis Type Podcast. It's your host, Travis. Today, I have a super fun episode that I want to talk to you guys about. And I kind of mentioned it in the uh, Facebook group where I was trying to come up with some topics that people were wanting me to discuss. And one of the topics was uh, longevity in jujitsu, right? So when I talk about longevity in jujitsu, what does that kind of mean to me? So I don't know about you guys, but I want to be training as long as possible and be as healthy as possible when I do train. So when I talk about like longevity, it's it's to accomplish that. I want to make sure that I am as healthy physically and mentally to do this as long as possible, right? Because the ultimate goal is to, I don't know, be that 60-year-old black belt that used to be like, I remember when I was your age, I was so strong. <laughs> I really hope I don't sound like that, honestly, when I get to that age. So, uh, but, you know, longevity is is super important in jiu-jitsu because if your goal is to do this forever, then you have to think of ways that actually improves that uh, ability, right? So if, let's say, like, if your goal was to just, uh, you know, become a world champ and then quit, then I don't think necessarily you have to worry about longevity in jiu-jitsu. But I think most people that listen to this podcast are parents, they are uh, fathers, wives, sisters, brothers, friends, obviously, all the above, and all right, Elbros, I've got a new sponsor and it couldn't be a better fit for you guys. And let me tell you, it's a sick product. Grapple Guard Body Wash is the partner on and off the mats against terrible skin infections and your ticket to ultimate freshness. Guys, you know the deal. Hours of sweaty hot murder yoga, like we like to call it, calls the need for a thorough cleanup. Grapple Guard Body Wash is an antifungal, antimicrobial superhero ready to smash any skin critters before they become an actual problem. This isn't just a soap though. It's a secret weapon tailored to grapplers like us. But here's the real kicker. Grapple Guard isn't just about smelling great and feeling refreshed after you struggle snuggle. It's a rear naked choke to infections like ringworm, staph infection, and more, like I said. Listen, Grapple Guard isn't just your usual jujitsu body wash either. These guys went to great lengths to make sure these ingredients were many belt levels above the soap you currently use for infection defense. Now here comes the best part. If you're one of the fast ones to snag this deal, you'll get 25% off plus free shipping within the US. It's a deal that's more exciting than your first sub. Head over to grappleguardsoap.com and enter code elbowstight25 to secure your discount. This is more than just cleaning up. It's a grappling experience you won't wanna miss. Thank you GrappleGuard for sponsoring this episode. Being able to train jujitsu for as long as possible is most likely one of your guys' goals. We're all about the same age. My analytics tells me we're all about the same age, you know, typically late 20s to, you know, early to mid 40s. Um, some of you guys out there in your 50s, Mike, um, and some of you guys are even older than that that listen to me. And for everyone, I think longevity and taking care of yourself is extremely important within the martial art. Um, so, to today, I want to kind of discuss how I look at longevity through my my journey and how it's kind of changed and sculpted uh, my point of view on how I want my journey to go. You know, um, 
and how I think we could all improve being in for the long haul, I guess you would say. You know, so uh, some of the things that I want to talk about today is like listening to your body, uh, giving yourself some grace, focusing on your journey, and then something that I've been taking more seriously lately that is uh, proper diet and exercise outside of just training on the mats. Um, you know, because I think I think our lives off the match are just as important as our lives on the mats, especially when it comes to longevity. I've been doing the podcast for almost five years now, and I've been able to talk to some incredible people, especially within the like sports and nutrition um, field on how uh, how I can better myself and train longer and be healthier. So uh, I kind of want to touch on some of that stuff that I've talked about too. So without without you know rambling on too much longer, first part, listening to your body. I've come to realize in my time of training, that I definitely need to listen to my body more and I need to pay attention more to what my body is saying. Uh, you know, back in back in the day, I would train jujitsu, I would lift weights beforehand. Um, and you know, being young in your 20s, you don't necessarily think about what it's doing to your body or the what I honestly think is a bigger deal is the unrealistic expectation that you might be able to do that forever. Um, and if your body starts to kind of adversely react to that lifestyle, how it might affect you psychologically. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of feeling that now mainly because I don't get to train as much as I used to. And so when I do go train, uh, I definitely have more, more aches and pains and more, um, not necessarily injuries, I would say, but I definitely feel it more in my body, you know, um, and if you need, you need to understand the importance of recognizing and responding to your own body in a sense of, let's say, uh, I have knee problems because of the military, uh, say if you are feeling a sharp pain in your knee and it might be a sign that you need to stop training and rest your knee. I know knee is, I think it's the number one injury within jujitsu. Um, and you know, when you continue to train on like an injured knee or shoulder, I think knees and shoulders are, are the two most common injuries in jujitsu. Uh, someone don't, don't, don't fact check me on that, but I think I've read that somewhere or maybe one of my guests have told me that. But, uh, you know, if you don't pay attention to the what your body is saying, then you're going to try to train through it and you're more likely going to going to, you know, become worse. And that's that's that sucks because I've definitely had injuries where I try to fight through it. My knee, my right knee, I was doing a, I was shooting for a takedown one time and. Um, this was a couple of years ago and I hit my knee, my patella tendon right on the patella tendon is the, uh, the tendon that connects your, your knee to your, your shin. If I'm, if I remember correctly, it keeps your kneecap in line. Um, someone DM me if I'm incorrect and I'll put a correction out. Uh, no, I won't because I'm, I'm too smart for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But so I like jammed my knee directly into the corner of, we have zebra mats. So they're like very stiff. 
And dude, I'm not even joking. That stuff hurts so freaking bad. Um, I tried to train through it for, you know, a week or two and it, it hurt beyond belief. I would literally get inside control, put my knees on the mat and it would hurt. And I would have to stop training. It was pretty much like I would I would have to try to work around training. And in my head, I was thinking, oh, man, I could just I could push through this pain. It's not that bad. I could just push through this pain. But in reality, I should have stopped training for at least a week or two. Iced it, ibuprofen, maybe some slight PT or something like that. Uh, really worked it out. And, you know, maybe I could have I, it would have recovered faster. You know, and there's a difference between, I, I learned this in, in my CrossFit days, there's a difference between good pain and bad pain. Uh, you know, a good pain is the type of pain you, you feel when you do like a super hard workout or, um, you know, it's the sign of like muscle growth hypertrophy. So if your muscles are in pain, but they're not like it's, it's, it's hard to say what's good and bad pain for everyone because everyone's different and you know your body. But I know for me, uh, I know the difference from like, oh, this is, this is my muscles growing and this is, oh, I'm going to be on AARP a little bit sooner. <laughs> There's a big difference. You know, the, the bad pain is uh, the type that a pain that is like sharp, persistent, uh, gets worse with training. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's often a sign of an injury. Prime example, a couple weeks ago, rolling with Cody, I don't know what happened in our role, but somehow I felt like a pop in my chest. I, I'm sure you guys remember me talking about it on the podcast, uh, if you've listened for a while. I felt a pop on my chest, and dude, it hurt. It was like a solid 8 out of 10, bad pain. And I was thinking to myself, dude, this freaking sucks. How, how am I going to get through this? And still continuing to train. And once again, stupid old me and being stubborn, I tried to train through it and it kept getting hurt over and over again. Just about every class, it was bad. It was so it was so bad to the point where uh, something to do with my abs would f cause it to fire up. I would be getting out of bed and I would like go to sit up and my I would use my abs and would hurt my chest. It was the strangest thing. It hurt so bad, so bad. And I should have listened to my wife and I should have taken more time off, but I didn't. And I kind of paid for it because it's still not a hundred percent. It's probably about 90% now, but every now and then it does flare up. So you have to know the difference between uh, good pain and bad pain for your body. If it's a sharp pain, you know, then yeah, it's probably not good. Especially if it happens in like a transitionary period or something like that, that's probably not good. Um, and you should probably just take a break from training to tell you the truth. If, if you've been training hard for like a couple of days a week, uh, you're feeling like fatigued, it's probably a good time to take a day or two off of training and, you know, drink some water, drink some, drink some water boy, that purple, that grape flavor is delicious. Shout out to water boy. Um, and then, you know, you, your body just needs to recover. So you, you have to pay attention to that. And then, uh, with the holiday season approaching, our sponsor Waterboy is here to help you prepare for those nasty holiday hangovers. There's nothing worse 
than feeling like the Grinch while everyone else in the family is rocking around the Christmas tree. Waterboy is a hydration powder scientifically formulated to cut your hangover time in half. There are other hydration packs on the market, but nothing even comes close to fighting those Sunday scaries like Waterboy. With zero sugar and three times the electrolytes as liquid IV, your hangover doesn't stand a chance. Unlike their competitors, Waterboy added specific ingredients beyond just hydration to help with that nausea, anxiety, and your fatigue. We all know that hydration alone isn't enough to help after a holiday bender. And it's just not for you. Waterboy's hangover recovery formula makes a thoughtful stocking stuffer for, or a fantastic gift for your loved ones. Show them you care about their well-being this holiday season. For this holiday season, our listeners get 15% off their entire order with our exclusive link at waterboy.com slash elbows tight. Recently, Waterboy released the new grape flavor, and I must say it is by far my favorite. I'm usually not a fan of grape flavored drinks, but grape is by far my favorite flavor. And you know, being a dad now, I'm, I'm, I'm a super lightweight. I hate to say it, but it, give me three beers, especially during the holiday season. And I'm, I'm, I'm tipsy dancing on the countertops. And thankfully with Waterboy, the morning hangovers after a holiday bender or just three beers is going to save my life. So join hundreds of thousands of people already trust Waterboy as their hangover cure. It's the time to stop dealing with that anxiety alone. For a limited time, my listeners get 15% off discount with our link at waterboy.com slash elbows tight. That's 15% off at waterboy.com forward slash elbows tight. It's time to ho ho hydrate this holiday season. Thank you, Waterboy, for sponsoring this episode. You can also modify or accommodate for injuries that I know some people like I, I try to do that, but it's it doesn't always work. Like John, prime example, John had a shoulder injury and he would try to like modify moves and sparring and exercises to like accommodate his, his shoulder injury, putting too much stress on the shoulder. And sometimes it just didn't work. Sometimes it was successful. Sometimes it just didn't work at all. And I felt bad for John because there was a lot of times where he was like, someone would put him get him in a figure four grip, like a Kimura or something like that. And they, he was like, nah, dog, I'm good. I'm tapping before you even, lock in. uh, and, you know, he would have to do his PT and stuff like that on, on his own. And you, only you can tell if, if you should be doing it or not. So just make sure you pay attention to that because at the end of the day, no one else in the class is getting hurt. If you get hurt or let me rephrase that. No one else is going to stop training because you get injured, right? So if you get injured, you are stopping yourself from training. And the the less likely you are to take it seriously, the less likely you're going to be able to recover faster. And I know it's this is probably like, we get it, Travis, but it's something I struggle with, right? Because I know, because if you guys are like me, two times a week is a victory training. And so if I get injured and I can't train just two times a week, I'm trying to force myself to go so I could still get that training in. And because I just get so little time on the mats and that's honestly detrimental to myself because I'm going to sit there and I'm going to try to justify going when I'm hurt, when I really am going to probably lose more time and lose more progression by going and not being able to perform. And then also being frustrated, you know, focusing on all the things that I once was, you know what I mean? Like Uncle Rico, I'm going to be thinking about the time I could have thrown over a football over the mountain. And if coach would have just let me in, we would have won state, you know what I mean? So 
those, all those things do go through my mind too. And it's something that I struggle with and I'm sure you guys at home struggle with it too. So, uh, if you are injured, take the time off. Remember if you're in it for the long haul, taking a week or two off, isn't going to set you back far enough to worry about too much. Think about that, recover properly and modify at, at, at the end of the day, you know, and then into the next point, giving yourself some grace when you do have to take that time off. Everyone has different strengths and weaknesses. Uh, some people are more naturally athletic and less prone to injuries. And some people are, you know, they're Mr. Glass from uh, that Bruce Willis movie. What was it called? Unbreakable. You know, and Samuel L. Jackson, like you, you blow wind on him and he gets injured. Some people are like that and everyone's different, but you got to give yourself some grace and understand that, you know, most of us aren't going to be world champs. Most of, well, you could be a world champ, but most of us goal, most of our goals aren't going to be uh world champs. We all just kind of want to train, get better, work on our self-defense. Um, you know, and you gotta, you gotta focus on, on your progression and celebrate your accomplishments, no matter, no matter how big or small. And, you know, I, I kind of went through this the other night to tell you guys a story. I posted uh, in the Facebook group that, you know, we made three new purple belts in our, in our academy. And I was not one of them. And, <clears throat> and I'm not saying that I deserved a purple belt. I'm not saying that uh, I'm upset that I didn't get a purple belt or anything like that. So I just want to caveat that first. But there was a moment where I was feeling bad for myself because I started playing the what if game in my mind. Like, what if I didn't take all that time away to for work or to watch the kids or you know, to let my wife go take care of herself and fill her cup through soccer or the gym or whatever like that. What if I never did that? I, would I have been getting a purple belt right now? And my professor said something, and I can almost guarantee he said it to me without, you know, saying it to me. But as he's promoting these guys to purple belts, and they're my friends, and trust me, they 100% deserve it. They kick my ass all the time. I, I give them a good fight when I can, but, but I... They deserve it. <laughs> like, they're really good. So, uh, but, you know, at, when they're handing out the purple belts, you know, my professor's like, hey, look, everyone's everyone's journey is different. You know, everyone has to think about themselves and, uh, you know, your personal life is going to be different for everyone. And so, you know, I, I really have to take that to heart because, um, and and giving myself some grace to know that I'm just, I'm just trying to, trying to get better at grappling. I'm trying to be a good dad. I'm trying to balance the hats, the different hats that I have between, you know, father, husband, jujitsu practitioner, podcast content creator. And sometimes the jujitsu hat's going to be, like I mentioned, the jujitsu hat's going to be a little bit lower on the totem pole. And I cannot fault myself for me putting the jujitsu hat lower on the list of priorities. And then when it comes to promotion times, I can't feel sorry for myself because it's my choice to not make it my number one priority all the time. And if it's, that's, if that's the way you view your jujitsu journey too, then you need to give yourself some grace too, and know that you're not, you don't train full time to become a world champ or whatever it is, you know, you need to, you need to give yourself some grace and understand that, you know, sometimes life gets in the way and, just because you didn't get promoted this time doesn't mean you won't get promoted next time. And if you don't get promoted next time, doesn't mean you won't be promoted the next time. And the beautiful part about jujitsu is it doesn't matter what color your belt is. You can always be getting better and better. And that's something that I need to, you know, focus on is giving myself a break, 
And, uh, you know, every, everyone has bad days. It, it's normal. We make mistakes. We lose matches. We lose sparring rounds. Uh, we can't beat ourselves up when this happens, especially if you can't devote as much time as you want to, as you used to, or as you need to, because everyone's life is different and we all need to respect ourselves. And, you know, if you get knocked down five times, stand up six kind of generic BS stuff, <laughs> you know, this is more, this one is more along the lines of like, as you could tell, it's a little therapeutic for me. I know you guys aren't talking to me right now in person, but it's kind of good to vent to you guys. And I appreciate everyone at home that, you know, that help has been helping me through this, uh, my journey, not, not me, not getting promoted. Come on. I'm not, I'm just like, I, I just want to say, I'm so sorry that I didn't get, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing in a room by myself at eight o'clock at night while my kids are trying to fall asleep in the room next to me. Oh, I'm such a loser. No. <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, pick, pick yourself up. Don't be hard on yourself. Focus on what you can focus and give yourself some grace. If you, if you can't make it to class as much as you want to, it's not the end of the world. There's always tomorrow. And you know, there's, there's, there's more to your jujitsu journey than just, uh, promotions or submitting people or, you know, these, these arbitrary senses of accomplishment that we honestly don't, we don't need to worry about, you know, jujitsu is a, uh, a lifelong journey, man. And it, there, there's no destination and you just need to focus on your journey. The next one, focus on your journey that kind of ties in into the back. And, or it ties into the other one, you know, not getting caught up on who's beating you, who's getting better than you, who's getting promoted, who's, you know, all that stuff. Um, because everyone's journey is different. Like my professor said, uh, even your journey will change. I used to, I used to be able to train a lot more. Right. And, um, now I kind of, like I mentioned, don't get to train nearly as much, but you know what, kind of the role, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of becoming like a gatekeeper blue belt. <laughs> I've kind of becoming a gatekeeper blue belt is what it feels like. It feels like I'm going to be that that blue belt. Like, if you could start dominating Travis, you get your purple belt. You know, <laughs> let me know in the let me know in the comments or in, message me on Instagram if you feel like you're the gatekeeper of the belts for your colored belt. Right. Like, I'm sure there's those white belts out there that have been a white belt for a couple of years. And just haven't been promoted yet because of inconsistencies or whatever in their training. And they're like, man, I've been a blue belt or I've been a white belt for three years. I can submit almost every blue belt, but I ain't a blue belt yet. You know, <laughs> uh, let me know if you guys are gatekeepers at home. How funny as that is like, but you know, you got to focus on your journey, focus on your progress of, and learning and growing and improving. Um, enjoy, en man, enjoy the people that you meet you know, along the way, I was just talking to one of the guys in my office or at work who is a black belt from our sister academy here in, in Kitsap County. And, uh, it's so cool to talk to people at work, even that, you know, love jujitsu and, you know, him being a, a first degree black belt, you know, he, he definitely keeps me level headed and keeps things in perspective for me. And, you know, 
we were talking about, once again, the belt promotions the other day. And he's like, you know, it probably feels like, you know, a little bit of a sting not getting promoted. But, you know, you just got to realize that it's your journey is just different now, man. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. It's it's hard. But sometimes sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. We can't feel sorry for ourselves. Um, and honestly, and you know, envy is the thief of joy. So if you're sitting there and you're focusing on what everyone else is doing in your academy and how they're getting promoted and how they're getting stripes or they're winning tournaments or, you know, they're, they're doing so much better than you or whatever it is, then man, training is going to be so much harder to go to, you know, because you're going to be sitting there, you're going to be envious, you're going to be jealous. And that's not fun. You know, that's, that's not fun to, to go to do something that you want to enjoy, but because you're so jealous and envious of those around you, you just become like that, that like person that kind of people just put up with, you know, like, (laughs) it's like, like during open mat, you're like, yeah, I remember, I remember when I was, uh, or when Johnny over there was a, was a white belt. I was a blue belt. Now look at him. Now he's almost a brown belt and blah, blah, blah. It's like. People roll their eyes at stuff like that. So just focus on your journey. Focus on the things you can control and focus on what your goals are. If you focus on, if you put goals into your journey and you focus on the journey that you are trying to make and the path that you're trying to go, it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing, right? Not to say that it does, like, not to say that you can't take lessons from people succeeding and growing around you, but, you know, take it for a positive thing. I try to say to my wife all the time, my glass is always half full. In every situation I can get it, I try to make sure that my glass is half full. And if you constantly look at your glass half empty, then you're going to, you're going to have that, that mentality, that almost like a victim mindset or a victim mentality especially when it comes to viewing your own journey, because then you start to want to blame other people for why you're not getting promoted or why you're not uh, winning tournaments or doing all these things. And so you got to, you got to keep that in mind when you are around those that you care about and love and you want to train with and uh, your friends and stuff like that, that are within the martial art. It's like, you don't want to become that bitter person that people are around and all you can think about is, you know, other people's successes and then how you think you deserve them or not. So focus on your journey, focus on what you can uh, change and what you you can make better, what you can improve on. Learn from those around you that are succeeding or that you can view as a lesson learned or things like that. And then just just try to improve yourself and your belt promotions, your tournaments whatever your goals will come in after that. As long as you keep that, that heading straight where you want it to go and, you know, keep the blinders up when you need to. So, and then one thing with that about focusing on your journey and things that you can change is proper diet and exercise outside of just training, right? So this is something that I've been focusing on more recently because, uh, I've, Ron, 
Ron White, if you guys don't know him, he's a listener. Shout out to Ron. We talk to each other on Instagram. By the way, if you guys want to talk to me on Instagram, I message everyone back on Instagram. Uh, I'll answer any questions you have. If you just want to BS, if you want to vent, if you have, I ask, I answer questions for people like me that are parents, dads, uh, moms, whatever it is. I'm an open book. And if there's anything that I can help you with, feel free to message me on Instagram. If you do Wordle, uh, I do Wordle every day, and if you want to message me with your your little squares of success or failure, uh, and then I'll send you mine, <laughs> see how many guesses we get. We'll do that. So, but I talk to Ron all the time on on uh, Instagram, and he called me out, and he said he he said Travis, listen, quit talking about how out of shape and fat you think you are, and I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I should probably stop talking about it. I'm sure people. People are tired of hearing about it. And he said, no. He's like, stop talking about it and just change it. And I was like, damn, dude, you're right. <laughs> like, like you're, that's so true. It's like, I keep talking about it, but I wasn't doing anything to change it. So recently, I picked up Macro Counter. I think it's Macro Counter. Let me check on my uh, Macro Factor. It's this app right here. If you guys have never seen it, this app, um, it's great. It counts your macros. It, it shows... Uh, what your macros are, protein, fats, and carbohydrates. It kind of does like this AI thing to adjust your macronutrients depending on uh, your weight, your macros from the other day, your activity level. So it takes all that into consideration. So if you are trying to lose weight. That's a great one. Macro factor. I used to use my fitness pal, but then they, they started, you have to pay for it and macro factor you have to pay too, but I don't feel as bad paying for macro factor because it's, it's actually a really nice app, uh, surprisingly. And I started paying for it and fell in love with it, man. Like it's, it's been great. It's been helping me out quite a bit. I'm only about three days into trying to be consistent again, but I use macro factor for my nutrition side. And then I use juggernaut AI strength and conditioning training, Chad Wesley Smith's app. And same thing. It's kind of like an AI thing where it will adjust your strength and conditioning program based on how you feel your weight, uh, exercise level previously, all these things. Ready to spice up your Thanksgiving? As we dive headfirst into the mountains of mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce, let's talk about the unsung hero of the holiday season, the Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0. That's right, it's time to go cold turkey on the old razors and take care of your own turkey leg with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Visit manscaped.com, use code ETP20 for 20% off and free shipping, and enjoy Thanksgiving in the style with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Gobble, gobble, boys. Listen, Manscaped has been the longest sponsor of the podcast for, I don't even know, two years now almost. And it's an incredible partnership. I love everything that Manscaped has sent me. And I am so thankful that they've been uh, the sponsor of the podcast through another holiday season for you guys. Honestly, the Lawnmower 5.0 is a true game changer. They keep refining the design to help more and more men with the dual color LED spotlights for multiple skin tones. And just everything about this just gets better. Better and better. Honestly, all the products you get from them, you, you can't miss. So the gift of Manscaped doesn't stop there though. The bundle comes with 
two free gifts. The Manscaped Boxers 2.0 Premium, absolutely love them, and the Shed 2.0 Travel Bag. Get 20% off and free shipping with code ETP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code ETP20. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring this episode. And the reason I really started to focus on this, too, is because of Keegan. He just got promoted to Purple Belt the other night. And I was talking to him. This shit's so funny. Keegan, when he first got to us, uh, super scrawny guy, wasn't very strong and uh, f- very flexible. But, like, he just found his he found his path in jujitsu. And dude crushes me now, man. It's so hard. He's got, like, super long arms and legs, super lengthy, skinny guy. Uh but I was, we were talking one day and he was talking about how he's had like weight gain because he started just eating more and how, you know, he started to exercise a little bit more and he started taking his health more seriously. He's like, dude, I don't get tired now. He's like, I, I, when I come train and whatnot, he's like, I do not get tired. And that kind of motivated me to want to take my fitness and health more seriously again, because I miss that. I miss those days of, uh, getting on the mats, not being exhausted after two rounds. I tell people all the time, I'm like, dude, I give, I can give you one good round, maybe two good rounds, and then everyone after that is just going to smash me. And prime example, my competition, you know, I was talking about with Ben last episode, my competition, I got I got my butt kicked because of my gas tank. Uh, so that's that's one thing I'm trying to focus on a lot recently is, is my gas tank. And so I've been using Macro Factor. I've been using Juggernaut AI, strength and conditioning training, which has been great. And just just some ideas, you know, eating a healthy diet will give you energy. It'll help you train hard. It'll help you recover better if you're getting the right amount of protein in your diet, right? <clears throat> Exercise outside of training will help you improve your overall fitness level and reduce the risk of injury. There's a reason why, uh, you know, the geriatric community, why they start they started promoting more strength and conditioning training within them. R- reason, I mean, they're not having them like deadlift 300 pounds, right? But osteoporosis is fought off because of with uh with resistance training they found out. So um, you gotta you gotta make sure you are preventing injury by prehabbing instead of rehabbing, right? So if you could get stronger fitter, more flexible, then you're going to be less prone to injury and you're going to be able to tie it back to the reason for this episode. You're going to be able to train longer. You're going to have longevity within the sport, which I think everyone wants. So, uh, you know, eating a, a balanced diet, getting all your minerals and nutrients and macronutrients and everything like that, uh, are incredible things. And then also, you know, Cross training <clears throat> outside of jujitsu, it you know it'll just help your overall your overall cardiovascular health. It'll help your strength and flexibility, your conditioning. You know, and those are all those are all great things. Now we do have you know sports specific uh, athleticism. So Chad Wesley Smith talks about. Well, every every strength and conditioning guy that I talk to, they talk about the best strength and condition or the best the best cardio for jujitsu is doing more jujitsu. So yeah, you could do sprints on bikes, you could do sprints up hills, you can swim, run, whatever it is, but nothing's gonna replace the sport specific abilities and 
training that you need from jujitsu. So just keep that in mind. You can you can do all this stuff outside the gym, but if you never actually train jujitsu as much as you need to, then you're you're it's all going out the window. It's not going to do anything for you. So, but it's good. It's good to keep your body, your mind healthy, uh, strong, and it's going to increase your longevity in this this beautiful art of jujitsu. So, just to wrap things up, in conclusion, uh, remember we want to listen to our bodies. Don't push it too hard. Uh, there's a time and place for everything. You know, be consistent or be patient and consistent with your training. Surround yourself with positive people who support your goals. Eat a healthy diet, exercise regularly outside of jujitsu, and, you know, just talk to others about what you can do to stay in martial arts or jujitsu longer. Your black belt might, your instructor or your higher belts might be a, a great resource for that too. Talk to them like, how do you, how have you been, there's some people in jiu-jitsu that have been doing jiu-jitsu 30 plus years. It's like, it'd be great to just ask them, how have you been doing jiu-jitsu for 30 plus years? And you might hear something that you don't expect. They might drop some knowledge, <laughs> you know? So also use the resources around you. There's a lot of things out there that, uh, that'll help you. There's a lot of snake oil out there. Um, this, this whole episode is just my point of view on things that I've noticed since starting jiu-jitsu. And talking with people. So you could take it with a grain of salt. But if you made it all the way to EBI overtime, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, and, you know, let me know how you guys practice longevity in, in jiu-jitsu. If you guys want to support, remember, check out all the sponsors down below. That's the best way to support because the more sponsorships that the podcast has, the more likely I'm going to be able to do this full time. And I'm going to be able to bring you guys bigger, better content and bigger and better guests and everything like that. Uh, join the Facebook group. Everything is going to be down in the description below. Also, I'm getting, I'm creating a Discord. I know a lot of you, you know, Zoomers out there don't like Facebook. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and start a, a Discord as well. I'm a gamer at heart and I've always wanted a Discord. So I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to start a Discord too. Uh, give me a five star review wherever you go, all that stuff. You know, thank you guys so much for listening and watching at home. I greatly appreciate it. I can't wait to hear your guys' point of view on like how you're going to plan to be in the sport forever and i'll catch you later peace oh remember no oil checks here peace <laughs>